Awesome. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cosmic Alchemy Podcast with me, Drew Renee in Atlanta, Georgia, and my co-host, Stephen. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, guys. I'm coming to you from Montreal, Canada. Yes. Super and happy we, to be here. Oh, yes. No, this is super exciting. We have our first guest ever, Miss Erica Ferruzano who is an Akashic reading and love coach. And we're so happy that she's here because she has a lot of amazing information to share with us and with all of you who don't know what an Akashic reading is. And who also wanna know just more about the different connections that we have to other star systems. So Erica, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Erica Frizzano. I'm Rapid Transmission well, Lapid Love Transmission Expert. I help people to break through uncertainty, emotional pain, and fear in relationships to get clarity and happy love life without settling for that. And I'm also awesome. As well. Very cool awesome. stuff. Yeah, and so what inspired you? I think we can start. Yeah, yeah. Go, go for it. Go, no, go for it. It's, it's actually. Um, I started out as a, you know, uh, energy worker. I, I have been doing matrix energetics. Then um, I was doing that to people around, around us. And the matrix energetics is a, a modality taught by angels to uh, founder Richard Barclay. And basically you work with a quantum field to change a transformation really fast. Oh, wow. So that was the fastest modality I ever known. And I was talking to my guide, um, yeah, my guide was still, but Archangels. And uh, I was fed up by all this modality. It was so slow. Um, <laughs> I need to have a transformation. So I was yelling at Archangel Raphael and, can you just introduce me something really fast? And it's going to take 200 years for me to change. <laughs> So next day, I saw the drawing of Virgin Mary next to uh, some uh, Matrix Energetics practitioner blog. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, that is a sign, maybe I should. Yeah. And then I went to the seminar and I was still skeptical because I told them I'm not gonna pay any like a healing modality, like even one cent. That's what I told Archangels. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was working at the entertainment field, so I wasn't really thinking about being a coach or, you know, uh, energy worker at that time. <laughs> and then uh, I went to the seminar. I was so hooked because it was like uh, very different. I could feel the vibration. It was really high. And I started out there. And then, but I was never thought of doing this as a pro- professional. Mm-hmm. And then I came across um, BQH because I wanted to connect with Oversoul. And back by then, I was talking to 90 Acturians because I'm a clear audience. And nice. that was my major, you know, people to talk to. Because I finished talking with Archangels. We, we talked enough. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm done with them. <laughs> Great. And so what are the And then the I did a big session. And then I found out, I already knew I was starsheet. But I really wanted to know whole galactic history, my version of history, and why I'm here. And mm-hmm. the Oversoul started showing me um, everything while they're talking in kind of British kind of accent. <laughs> through me. And then, <laughs> wow, this is very clear. And then the lady who did a session with me was connected to actually, no. Pleiadians, and then she said, "Oh, I'm gonna. We're gonna bring two notches up, so now you can have a more ability." Then after the session, I suddenly became clairvoyant as well. Nice. I started seeing me and my um, twin flame in the ship. Wow. Looking at me, so I see me like my original form and my twin flame in the ship. The ship of Astor Command, but they're looking at me, I'm looking at them. I can see it, and I was seeing inside of the ship and everything. So I was like, wow, this is awesome. So yeah. I was like impressed with VQH, and the VQH was saying, like, oh, you can like uh, combine and do stuff with other modalities because I was kind of scared of hypnosis before. 
So I was like, okay, like I don't want to do any anything to do with hypnosis, but I was mm-hmm. like completely impressed. But then I started mixing my diary, and then you know you guys are doing swap session, right? Mm-hmm. So I started doing a swap session with other practitioner, and then I became friend with him because I told him like I think I knew you before life, and we found out we're husband and wife in past life. Oh, wow. and, uh, we didn't find out through our session, but he did the session with other practitioner. So I solved his immediate whatever the issue of his past life. That was my life with him, which we didn't know. So we decided to go into, uh, I, I guess, medieval time in Japan. And then I was husband and wife with him. And then my name was our, our daughter. And like that was really good, and then we're good friends, like you know. But I was like, okay, so we are when you are a soulmate, you're mm-hmm. gonna have like when you have a mission, like temporary mission, right? Like, tag, tag up with that person as a team, doesn't necessarily have to be twin frame all the time, twin frame can be the child or family, right? And then I was, um doing mission with him without me knowing because he never told me about his mission. So I was just, uh, I, I don't know we accomplished the mission, but I was his wife, I guess, supporting him at that time. Mm-hmm. Now we're like good friends. <laughs> and we That's met cool how it worked out. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you, you had like a lot of conversations with Arcturians and I think that people yeah. feel very connected to the Arcturians. What was, what were like the, 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 what's the biggest takeaway that you took from those conversations and what was the common theme? Well, usually we talk about everything. We don't really talk about esoteric stuff. Okay. So like, um, my introdu- introduction to Arcturian was kind of very subtle. Like, um, I kind of thought I needed to read a book, like a Arcturian book, all of a sudden, so I read it. And then when I was reading it, I could see like how inside of the planet is like so clearly before I was reading it. So I'm thinking like the book was describing, but I was seeing the vision before I started reading it. Right. So I was like, oh, this is so correct and I was okay maybe I do have a connection with Arcturians and then I started to um listening to a channel uh, he's a few channel I indeed listen I don't really listen to anybody because uh I'm very picky with the vibration yeah same yeah it's fair listening yeah to Daniel Scranton and then yes um, I like him he's awesome he's on Facebook <laughs> yeah so I was like a, doing some session and uh, having some clarification and that was 90 Arcturian, but they started talking to me like, so they became main people to talk with. And then I, I think at probably the same time of like did BQH for the first time or something like that, mm-hmm. I started to channeling Kashyapins. But I couldn't really channel that long, maybe like uh, three, three to five minutes. Okay. Because it yeah. wasn't that difficult because I was clear audience to begin with. So I can hear them the way I'm talking to you guys. Only difference is that wow. I don't speak out loud. Okay. So I was doing, I started doing that, but like I wasn't really trying to be a channel or anything. Then after you're doing more BPH uh, to the client or swap session, whatever, your mm-hmm. channeling ability gets increased, right? Yes, yes it does. Yeah, and then I started to hook up with uh, um, others as well. And then last, well, this February, I was doing uh, my swap session with, you know, my soulmate, the guy who was my husband, who's my mm-hmm. friend. And I was like asking all this marketing question. I, I don't ask anything as esoteric. I only ask like a business question. So I finished that. And then like um, Twin Flame Goddess Collective, 
started speaking through me. The Twin Flame Goddess Collective? Yeah. Can you tell and, us more about yeah, that? Explain that. I've never heard of that. Yeah. yeah they're the collective. They are known physical collective of uh, Twin Flame Goddesses. So they oversee or help people who are going through Twin Flame journey. But they also, um, they're goddess, so they also go through uh, to help people who are going through the relationship as well. So I never thought myself to be a, you know, relationship coach or focusing on relationship because before that I was giving like a galactic session and other sessions. Mm -hmm. But after they came through me during that session, I kind of realized I do have a solo contract with them to work together for this. So I was cool. like, okay, I have to change everything. Like, I, I know I have a contract with them. And they are like, yes, you do have contracts. So <laughs> That's so cool. So yeah, I was like, cool. okay, I can't do um, what, what I was doing before. I was doing similar to you guys, more awakening stuff and the galactic mm -hmm. stuff and making all episodes about uh, New Earth and uh, you know, showing all this uh, client clip from New Earth related thing. But they came over and I'm like, okay, I do have a contract, so I do have to change everything. So I, I focus on my shift to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what's happened with BQA. Very cool. Nice. And I know on your YouTube channel, you have a lot of videos talking about oh, yeah. love and relationships and stuff. Yeah. and and different like Some different really cool stuff yeah yeah like about how to know if you have real chemistry with someone and i know it, it talks about like what a twin flame is and i know you um during we did a session together weeks ago and yeah. you told me what a twin flame was because i didn't know yeah i thought it was like like a lover but you were like no um the being i channel con is my twin flame yeah can you let the audience know what the difference between a twin flame and a, and a soulmate? Yeah, twin flame is um, a soul who are incarnate, incarnated with each other for the first incarnation after you spread from their source, all that is. So um, after you split from the source, we kind of hang around in a place like a central sun that's where a lot of souls are hang out. Like you still have an individuality, but you have a collective kind of consciousness. Yeah. That's the closest place you can go to the source, right? From there, mm -hmm. you guys are going to have individuality, like you guys are gonna be a star being and stuff like that. So when you have an individual consciousness, like means your first incarnation as a, person a being and then your male energy embodiment and the female energy embodiment that's a twin, twin thing so usually when you are born into a star system like mine my star system is no longer um, in the physical i was i'm from 7b Syrian galaxy planet, mm -hmm. but my, my, our planet is not, no longer, it's ascended. So all my 90, probably 8% of our families are non-physical now in 12B. So not too many of us decided to descend. There are some of us, but I haven't met my kind of people, maybe only one person. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah, it's a serious star system, so a lot of water planet, and our, our people, everybody look alike. We all look blonde, blue eyes, we look like a model, but it doesn't matter what we look like because everybody looks like a very similar, male or female, okay. but your soul vibration is different. So mm. you, you're born, Me, that's your pair, and you do your mission. You do your um, mission, which you decide what kind of mission you want to do. Mm -hmm. And then you need your counselor. So you go to the council, 
there are each um, galactic council in each planetary system. So we do have our councils in our galactic system. And they're not like, wow, they are better than us or anything. They just know more. Yeah, so for sure. To like a military mission, when you enlist yourself to the to the mission, instead of like, okay, you're just gonna be a pilot on the ship or something. That's a different training. But you're gonna go to other planet to do the mission, which is like different from your planet. You don't know so many things, mm -hmm. so you need your buddy, someone yeah. who you trust, who who gonna be there, like no matter what happened. And you yeah. can't go by because it's so strange and different. So train plane is uh, your permanent team buddy who's gonna go to mission with you, who happen to be your partner. So you do make, um, you do create life. And when higher being you create life, you can create the babies energetically as well, just uh, putting hand like this to each other, and then you can create the baby with your uh, energies. Wow, that's wild. You can that's choose really cool. human method too to experience pleasure. So right. like a seventy, like a semi-physical being like us, we could choose to make human way or energetic way. You still have a choice. That's cool. So you the uh, twin flame is not just a lover because you're just gonna always tag up as a team to do the mission so it it's not always necessary to be a husband and a wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend sometimes twin flame going to your family member as well yeah like um yeah like when you told me with khan he's like my masculine counterpart and yeah. he actually feels more fatherly to me in this lifetime. Um, yeah. But he's my twin flame because we both, he's helping me on the mission and that we have together. Yeah, I can feel him. I can, can feel, feel his love toward you. It's yes. like very soothing. Like, oh my God, it's like, <laughs> like your last episode, you're talking about, um, higher beings like them they don't have too much emotions and they don't have we don't have too much emotions like a variety of emotions like humans uh, like my planet we have joy um happiness peace passion that's about it but not like passion like a, the human passion like like fiery one but more like passion I really want to do this and it makes my heart sing that kind of passion but not like fiery passion right so okay. you don't have any other feelings and then you have to learn those feelings when you um, descend to a lower density so the ones they're gonna drop you from 70 to 3d you're gonna go crazy <laughs> you know what I'm saying so the one your body like your permanent body who's gonna go through the mission sometimes sometimes your twin flame will stay in higher realms to guide you because depends on the mission it's easier right you have to watch out for each other right yeah and let's say in that case your twin flame is like uh, some other dimension guiding you and you can have communication with each other but you want to have a physical mission body right then you may choose soulmate which is the people who you have been born into same galactic systems so you resonate with them in the same vibrational level so they are your real family so you don't really come from, let's say, Pleiades. You've been so many different planets, like of different dimensions, dimensions like 60 or 70 or 80. They're all of your families, you know? Okay. You have all this soul signature and the vibrational signature um, within you. So they vibrate in a way. They're, they're in the real sense of the family. So you do understand each other. So when you do the mission, let's say, okay, I want to do something similar. So let's be a team for this lifetime. 
but let's do it. That's a soulmate. Okay. Like, soulmate is some, somebody that it's so easy. Everything goes so smooth. And once you're together, it's like so much harmony, ease. You don't have a too much challenge. Like when you have a challenge, even though you have the challenge, you can easily overcome with a challenge because you two are soulmates. Right. So, quick question though: When when we incarnate into the three D, there's like that veil of forgetfulness where we forget who we are and where we come yeah. from and our twin flame. What are some of the ways we can do to find out who our twin flame is? Well, how can we find Good something question. like that out? Well, you 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 won't find out through let's say um best way is you know i do offer twin flame regression that's a good way to find out because that's my personal experience that if you go through let's say uh some other people they have their opinion about what twin flame is and then they like higher self, they know that. And when you go through Akashic record, for example, Akashic record doesn't really say uh, this person is soulmate or this person is twin right. that is a label, but they have a name in the record and they do have a, you know, kind of like what kind of soul contract you made with each other. So it's almost like a fact, like fact without any kind of coloring. Right. So like, how do you find out you know innately, but like, maybe it takes time because in the beginning, um, you feel like home when you meet that person, but you don't, that's, I'm talking about my experience, right? But mm -hmm. you don't really have any kind of a romantic feeling toward a person. like your heart is not going to sing or, oh my God, this is the first time, first sight, not like that. <laughs> You're going to feel very familiar with that person and comfortable, but not like, wow, I'm in love. Okay, okay. Yeah, that makes so sense. It's gonna be, yeah, like it's like, it's more steady and like peaceful rather than like that overcome like a passion. No. No, okay. You feel like okay. If you like to okay. I think it was Buddha that said that if you meet someone and your heart flutters and you freak out and you're like in love, then that's not your soulmate. Your soulmate will be the one that you're even keeled and steady and feel at peace. So it kind of matches what, what you're saying a little bit. Yeah, like twin flame, you feel home and soulmate, do you feel familiar and you like that person? And some, what you feel like you knew that person before. So you feel comfortable right away. Okay. All right. Awesome. And if we could just back up and explain to people who have never heard of the Akashic records and what an Akashic reading is, can you tell us more about that? Yeah. Akashic record is a record that energetic record, and kind of like a history book of your life. Each person do have that book. You have your own book of earth history. So they have earth history we call as a Akashic record. And they also do have a galactic record, which is like including Akashic record or galactic history. And that's each star system do have the library of galactic record that you can access to energy that you are not familiar with sometimes mm -hmm. you have to borrow that when in order for you to do the mission or if you are the higher self and you're operating in a higher level you know um guidance to me let's say <laughs> my me in the ship is uh, borrowing that energy and using it to i don't know how i'm doing it to use it for me or something like that so I've seen a galactic library in swap session. And that was different from um, Akashic record. But when I was doing Akashic record, a lot of people asked me about their galactic um, questions. 
because karmic partner is also a lot of the times they are not from your soul group or not even your soul family but you decided to form the relation so you're going to grow more when you interact with people who are different you know kind of group which is not your soul family or soul group so so different from you so if that person is so different of course you're going to go through a lot of uh, challenges but you're right. going to grow more right mm -hmm. so, okay makes sense yeah so that's kind of like helpful to find find out like okay what kind of relationship am i having with my partner what kind of relationship am i having with my parent you know a lot of times you want to know that so you kind of like have clarity and peace like okay i don't get along with my family at all and i feel like i'm a black sheep in the family but after you look at the record you know why you know why you made this contract so you can be at peace that you don't have to have like you know stereotypical happy family relationship with your parents because you know your contract I definitely, yeah, I definitely resonate with that for sure. So, <laughs> well, I guess Secret Record is something, um, you know, the book, it's about you and it explains what kind of contract you are having with the people. Yeah, and I definitely, during um, our session, which was really, really cool, um, when you were doing like your process of getting into the records, I saw myself with Khan and we were kind of walking up the stairs of this library and we saw like these guardians kind of protecting the library and they had like Khan had to tell them, hey, it's okay, like we're here for this reason. Um, so I thought that was really, really cool. And then during our Akashic reading, I asked you about like personal relationships and you were able to give me that information and explain more of like, why why am i experiencing this issue or why am i connected with this person and we learned about why we're connected as well so definitely can learn a lot from an akashic reading yeah from that library you have access to it's probably the library for andromedans you know mm. each planet they have their own branch of the library okay record is more earth oriented okay each that each planet, which is more, um, I don't like to say the advanced society, but sorry, I have to use that. More <laughs> advanced society. They are more advanced. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Galactic library. So it's not only our planet um, history or our, our planet um, individual, let's say, um, Andromedan history. They have all galactic history. So anything let's say andromeda did have a relationship or where the andromeda come from all this whole galactic history there so it has to be protected okay that makes sense yeah because it's like i mean there's like a lot of information and it's like like you were saying before like someone with the wrong intentions can do a lot of negative things so that's why there's like the record keepers and why there's a lot of like anyone can't just enter the record yeah because like each like my planet i saw the library it was like very metallic looking like uh, uh it's like a it's a, it's a metallic but not like metal we see on earth huh. this way they explain is like a floor is metal and the bookshelf is metal and book looks like silverish looking and it's Laws of laws of books, and that's then cool. me and I, um, that's like a, we are traveling in one timeline which I don't remember, which is like a different timeline as who we are. And then that timeline, I didn't personally experience, but we access to that timeline because each timeline exists like depends on the choice, no matter what studying you are. So that was before our planet uh, ascend. But for some reason, me and my team thing has to go access to um, particular 
vibration which we are not accustomed to which is like a, some some reason that it is helping to do the mission so that was the reason why we visited that library but i was i knew that was galactic library but that was first time we we been like entered the library but they do have all these energetic samples um there as well because like let's say um you need to do some kind of mission in 60 or something or whatever right and then as a seven being they they may have a more emotions than we are so some of the emotions let's say we are not familiar with or if we are stumble <laughs> into 4d that was a that was part of the plan and i was <laughs> and then you you're fine because you know who you are but it's very strange <laughs> different places and then you know the vibration is so different and then oh, yeah. let's say if you have to do your mission work in 4d planet and you have to borrow those vibrations because you don't have it to begin with so that you can borrow that from the galactic library as well so each planet they have each galactic i don't know how many libraries they have in each galaxy but they do have their branch like andromedans they have their andromedan library Pleiadians, they have their own library Arcturians, they have their own library and then uh, a lot of us do share similar galactic histories because we do share the galactic um heritage okay because a lot of the humanoid form of i'm talking about um a lot of the people who look like Pleiadians. i'm just using Pleiadians as an example mm -hmm. and like, what do Pleiadians look like for people who don't know blue eyes tall you know one more time similar to us but okay. we know we are not Pleiadians. okay vibrate in a different way so you do have your what you're gonna call it your vibration is like uh, your fingerprint so you can fake it even mm. archangels they have their own vibration so you can fake it you have the each individual vibration so that's how you can distinguish with each other so it's not about what do you look like it's like how you resonate what your vibrate your frequency is at right yeah. yeah like let's say us and the Pleiadians, we may look very similar to human eyes but we know our differences but those people they came from um a planet of lila lila and then they had a bunch of different species including blonde blue eyes people so they are kind of like spread around the different star system so we are like all cousins in a way so we're not that different from each other and um, what is their frequency like because i've always been very attracted to the pleiades for no reason at all like I, even when i knew nothing about anything galactic the pleiadian collective always resonated with me so what's their frequency like if you know a little bit about that yeah i i do christine day's work uh, i love her <laughs> she's super like having high vibrational stuff uh, so you want to check out anyhow a pleiadian's um vibration is their heart centered so they do teach people or beings how to be heart centered they are operating mainly from heart so um their vibration is extremely love oriented so if we have to compare like Pleiadians to others what about like arcturians or andromedans can you compare that that energetic contrast they're more of let's say uh focusing on love and the relationship so they also do enjoy like uh being couple mm -hmm. but uh, i think 
I I haven't visited like 40 places or anything. Like I on I know up to 5D. So from 5D, you only have a Yachimikin partner. So they do enjoy their partnership with each other while they are um, teaching what love is. Because Pleiadians, they ascended, um, they went through ascension through love and relationship. Gosh. So there's so many ways to ascend, but they use the love and the relationship with each other to ascend. Okay. So that's very interesting, like a different from, let's say, Acturians and stuff like that. It's not like, you know, we don't love other, it's just you have so many different ways to ascend. But mm -hmm. the Indians are more love relationship oriented and then very close to human. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. I feel okay. as though as a collective, like a lot of people are very they resonate with the Pleiadian collective. Uh, people resonate with different collectives, but for some reason on the forums and in and, and different Facebook groups, you always see like the Pleiadians is like the popular one or Arcturians actually, but one of those two are the ones that as humans, we kind of resonate with a little bit more, I've noticed. Um, and I guess you mentioned why we, they're very closely linked to us, so. Because Pleiadians, um we use the Pleiadian's uh, physical prototype when we created human being. Okay. That's part of the galactic history I can show you. That's my history. So when I didn't come from that timeline, but I know that timeline. Like when okay. Aster asked us if you want to enlist yourself to create um, living being on Earth, nothing is created yet. So you guys can go. Of course, you went through a lot of permission level in order to uh, some being who has a creator ability to create humans. You can't just go to other planets without any permission to creating the hell out of other people. You cannot do that. <laughs> when you ask, and I was like, okay. So we went there, but it wasn't only us. It was other people from other planets. And that's how Lemuria has created. So we are the Lemuria in the sky, and then we are there. So we are being kind of peacefully, but we, we weren't humans. We were who we are. And then we use the Pleiadian prototypes, the physical structures to create humans. And yeah. mixed with all other genetics of other beings as well but mixing with earth um living being with Pleiades body prototype that's how a physical form of humans are created yeah so and why Pleiadians are um heavily uh, involved in human ascension because they are sort of like energetic entanglement. Right. Like no of us um, had an intention of bringing 5D to 3D kind of a distortion of mm -hmm. Earth. Right. That happens. So when stuff happens, in a way you are, you feel responsible, right? So mm -hmm. yes, Pleiadians are hugely involved in the uh, beginning of the creation of humans. They are not the only group who created, but um, let's say a blonde, like Asian type of people originally, mm -hmm. uh, they are using a Pleiadian prototypes. Okay. And so just for people who may not know about anything about Lemuria or how, um, yeah, and human beings are created. I know that in a few Dolores Cannon books, and you can also look up the Galactic History um, by Andrew Bartzis, and he has like a whole video series just for those who are like totally lost and like don't know, kind of can't follow this conversation. There's a lot of resources available yeah, yeah. to break it's it down lot. even further. Yeah. 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 So other galactic beings used other prototype as well. 
so there are other uh, beings uh, have they use that prototype or they use the agent feature of high civilization of the Matilda race. So they do have a more group oriented um, nature. Okay. So different groups, not necessarily, um, you know, the original group who created human in the million time, but at other times they have created all different um, prototypes. Uh, they, they did have their own agenda and everything, but regardless uh, which race we belong to like mm -hmm. all of humans are a mixture of different genetic like uh, galactic DNAs and some of the depends on what kind of uh, family history you have some of us do have a more of reptilian um, DNA than others so what I was talking to one of the conversation with vegetarians, they said, well, you know, a lot of people push vegan and you have to be vegan and stuff like that. I cannot be a vegan. <laughs> Me neither. I, I can feel the vibration. And I thought about doing that and I did that for a year. I lost so much weight and I looked like I'm elected. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to eat like chicken and I had to eat like not too much and sometimes mm -hmm. i do eat the beef but sometimes depends on your family origin you know earth family origin um your um structure what kind of food is helpful for ascension is different yeah so you have you... to your body because yeah we, you know physical dna prototype is different because a lot of beings came to create all those people yeah so all these structures are different. And, and you, told then, me, you, you told me during our session at the end, I was like, what else should I know? And you talked to me about diet and you're like, yeah, you should be like 60% like high frequency fruits and like vegetables and stuff. And then 40% of like the carbs and cheese and other foods. So like everyone is different. You don't have to be okay, vegan so. and all that. <laughs> You, you broke up the whole time, so you might want uh, to Did repeat. I really? Okay, sorry. Yeah. So during um, my Akashic reading, at the end, I was like, what else should I know? And you talked to me about diet. And you were like, I should be about 60% like high-frequency foods, like fruits and vegetables, and then 40% like meat, cheese, and dairy, and other things like that. Um, so everyone's different. You don't just have to be vegan or vegetarian, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. You can't like if you want to, your body not gonna unless like uh we all ascend to 5D and shifted 5D, then it doesn't matter what we eat. But up to then we have to follow our physical whatever the mean. Can you tell it's, people what yeah. 5D is? Um 5D is the beginning of service to others. So you started having more awareness of other galactic society and the galactic being, and you also um, having the realization you are the part of galactic community. So you're no longer relying on others. You're completely free. You're no longer relying on others. And then the society is not structured. You know, there's nobody who's above you or below you. Everybody's equal. And if you do something, you're good at it. So you do that. So people come to you and ask for your help because you are good at that. But that doesn't mean you are better than other people because the other person is good at this too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So vibrationally, yeah. you are um higher than 3d or 4d so you are no longer focusing on service to self they're like service to self being in 5d and 6d level as well but you're more on focusing on group consciousness and how can we instead of not i i want to do this i want to do that like how can we 
you know, make a bit of society? How can we change? It's safe to say all three of us are definitely operating in 5D then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Competing with each other, cooperating with each other. Like, how can we do stuff together to serve more people? That's the goal, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, whole groups, uh, whole families are gathering toward each other when we started to ascend from 4D to 5D. Right now we're in 4D. Crazy. But we started meeting our soul tribes, right? Instead of like hanging out with the people you used to know, which is fine, but you know the difference, like uh, they originate in a different way. You can still have a friendly relations with people or family, but you know they are not your people. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. It's like as you, I guess, ascend, um, you'll start to gravitate to people who are more like resonating on that higher frequency. Yeah. And I definitely noticed that. I've noticed that like kind of people kind of falling away from my life and me meeting people who like you guys who I can work with and we can talk about these things. And yeah, it's really, it's really cool how it is. The more you connect with different people, the more that the the stories are the same more people are falling away from the people that they've had in their circle and their circle is changing towards more people who have ascended and that kind of stuff it's really cool to see uh, where Mm -hmm. we're going as a collective it is you are saying in last episode that you don't want to settle in the relationship like uh, people around you are getting married and having a relationship and you're wondering why you are by yourself like my point of view is you know people like us, um, unless you're in twin twin relationship or something, or you have a contract with your soulmate, uh, we we do we are here for servicing others. So when mm-hmm. we know the mission, that's the most important thing, right? Yeah. And then we started seeing that other people are <laughs> seeking for the relationship because they're lonely, or they're looking for a validation that am I getting up? Or like try to um, try to find someone who's gonna like uh, get rid of your void, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, there's yeah. a longing that people f- have that they just need someone next to them, and they just kind of settle for whatever comes their way a lot. So I've definitely done that. Once <laughs> <laughs> you said you're awakened, you know you're never alone, even though you're physically by yourself. You know you're a guide. You can talk to them, like, I can talk to them, so I never feel I'm alone. Yeah. And right. you feel like if you want to be in the relationship, you want to be in the relationship which is meaningful. Like, that means, like, you know, how can you be in the relationship that so you and that person can serve together? You don't, most of the relationships that people are going through is karmic relationship because they haven't, um, doing their own self-work or whatever so they have to go through their solid expansion through karmic relationship which is mm-hmm. not necessary you know people who are awakened have to go through it's a choice because right. we are already doing our self-work so we don't have to expand our soul that way right That's i love that see do you feel like you are not alone but you don't have to go through relationship like right and i think i love like you talk about self-work and um like the inner work is so so important and relationships is one way that you can kind of learn the lessons that you're supposed to learn um and also i remember you telling me like in our session about my future husband or whatever and how we will be of service to humanity together and I'm jealous. Said, <laughs> you said that well, he's not here yet. Yeah. He's not here yet. But also you said that I would have to start on my path of yeah. doing what I'm supposed to be doing before our my path would cross with him. Yeah. hmm So uh, yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that, that's how what's gonna happen to according to my knowledge, like a lot of people who are doing service, like they need their either twin flame or soulmate and they're going to start doing serving others very cool 
because you don't really have to go through karmic relationship. You know, after you go through your self work, you don't have too much stuff left, right? To um, and that, that really resonates because I don't feel the need in my life to have someone to work through lessons with. I work through them by myself. Yeah. Through, like Drew said, inner work through shadow work all of that was done. I don't need someone to like put me through it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean like, even like, you know, the relationship, when you're having the relationship, that's sort of like, when you're not having a happy relationship, you know, that's a shadow one. So, right, so um, the unhealthy relationship is not shadow work. It is. <laughs> Because like a lot of comic relationships, I feel like shadow work. Right? Yeah, makes sense. Oh yeah, and that's what a lot of people come to like BQH sessions or even at Kasha reading for. They're like, I keep attracting a certain type of person. Why is that? And it's like you have to work through karma. Yeah, or um, you know, when the person is, you know, I help a lot of clients like uh, not sure what to do in the relationship, they're in the relationship, but not not completely happy with their partner. Mm. But you know, not really sure if they have to move on. Right. So and how do you help them figure that out, what they should do? Well, I you know, we work on to get clarity and we make sure to get um, you know, acoustic record uh, reading is part of my coaching job. So, um, you know, Rapid Love Transformation Program. So uh, that's one of the important things they have to understand, like what kind of call contact you're having with your partner or your husband or, you know, your parents. So when you have humanity, you can um, make a decision. Because no matter what kind of a level of being you are, even 7D being, like choice is always ours. No one mm -hmm. else asks what to do, right? Because you're a sovereign individual, you know, soul. Yes. So when you have a clarity and then the record is um, having some factor of the nature of the relationship, okay, you're having this relationship in order to learn this lesson. So let's say you finish this lesson and then you're done with it. So is it like really something you want to keep on hanging on with this person because you feel like you don't want to make the person hurt or, um, you know, you want to keep peace with everybody, mm -hmm. but you do have other person waiting for you to go to the next level. But you gotta let that old stuff go once you've learned the lesson, right? Yeah. So. so Tell us more about your, your coaching program, because I'm sure people want to know, because a lot of people can resonate with, you know, yeah, going through love I, karma. I use a lot of um, modalities, like including matrix energetics, because um, my specialty is trans transformation, like rapid transformation. So I work with uh, Twin Flame Goddess Collective, and when people want to go through my coaching program, a lot of clients are uh, twin flame people and soulmate people or who are in the regular relationship, but they want to know like um, the nature of the relationship. And then they also want to know if they're going to meet their soulmate or twin flame in the future. So- Who doesn't want to know that? <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to go through, uh, we're going to go through um, you know, looking at the acoustic record and also go through the regression. And the regression is helped by Twin Flame Goddess Collective. So we are doing a session together. They are the ones who are going to guide the people to go through that part of their time. Mm, so I love that. They don't have to go through uh, other past life, which is nothing to do with their issues or their relationship with their current husband or whatever, right? And then you don't want to see some like unrelated past life of um, 12th century, <laughs> wherever you're with somebody else who's got nothing to do with the question you're asking about. We've all been through it though, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you get down to the point. Yeah, they're the one who is guiding them, guiding my clients. 
And then when we go through the session, then we, when we see something needs to be resolved during the session, we're gonna work the client team, Twinkling God Collective, me and my team to take care of it energetically. And then, you know, we're gonna create a plan individually for the client because it's different. So just because it's a coaching program, it's not like a cookie cutter because everybody okay. will have their different thing they have to transform themselves about. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna talk about this with all spiritual teams and decide the plans. And then it's a, a six week coaching program. I love that. That sounds right. really interesting. And I feel like that would be so helpful, especially because it's very individual based. It's based on the specific person's story and their records and their past lives. Yeah, I feel like it's really important that to help out in that aspect. I mean, I have to do, took a lot of coaching, like when I was uh, before awakening, because I was into that. <laughs> I never thought I gonna be the one, you know? Right. <laughs> but like, um, to me, relationship is very important part of um, everybody's life that it's gonna help you to grow tremendously. You know, mm -hmm. if you are currently not in the relationship and then uh, you are not seeking anything like a, you know, uh, not settling for less, I I totally can agree on that because I'm the same way. Because mm -hmm. it's much more useful to spend your time for serving other people than wasting your time for a sure. partner, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, people who are going through a lot of different kind of relationships and they want to clarity and they also want to heal their uh, traumas and you know a lot of stuff comes from that their childhood um you know experiences and stuff like that and also ancestral relations as well so we're going to help out you know people to raise their vibration in relationship aspects so that's awesome we're gonna, you know help we're going to provide to people for that is absolutely amazing and absolutely so necessary cool. <laughs> for <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> I, I wish I knew about that because I did a, a love and relationship coaching program last year and it was super helpful, but I would love to have included the, the Akashic readings and, and the BQH too. That would have been awesome. Yeah, we feel like it's very important to include like uh, energetic help as well because like you can get regular coaching which is really helpful it was helpful to me mm -hmm. but like when you don't let's say if you're not awakened or whatever or you, even if you're awakened and you don't know how to access to all this modality how are you going to um you know uh harmonize all these issues right and once there, of course, it's going to keep on repeating your cycles over and over again because you that's kind of your soul mechanism to keep on repeating cycles. So hopefully, this time you're going to break out from this, whatever the issues you're having, you know. Yeah, but it helps for sure to have help and support and guidance through those because it can be really, really hard to break yeah. those cycles alone. Just like when you're let's say going through your own issue you become really emotional so like even us you know practitioner we're gonna ask our colleagues to do our session because we can solve everything all on our own because it, when it comes to our personal stuff you know yeah we get too emotional about it yeah <laughs> and i know and one thing that so many healers and facilitators say like healers need healing too and i've definitely as i'm stepping into this role of being more out there like i've upped my my healing sessions because <laughs> it's so necessary it yeah. is it is and the class it's important for us to keep our vibrational level in certain level so we can serve other people in clear manner you know sure sure well do you have any more questions Stephen? 
I'm good. I think we, we can wrap things up. This was super, super informative. Yeah. Uh, Erica, if any of our listeners want to book a session with you, a coaching session, or or take an Akashic reading, where can they reach you at? Uh, you can find me at, uh, um, you know, same directly as you guys at quantumfuzono.com with my name, Erica Fuzono with K-F-U-R-U-G-O-N-O. Or you can go to my website, angel.production. Or you can go to also YouTube, youtube.com slash angel.production. Awesome. Yeah. You know, definitely a great resource you get you provided like so much insight on things that like are necessary to know so i appreciate you being on today it was really really cool yes Talk drew where can uh, where can listeners find you <laughs> so well also our listeners can join our cosmic alchemy listeners podcast yes, which will be linked below and you can also reach out to me at past present and futures at gmail.com if you would love to book, book a session what about you steven yeah, you can get guys. Uh, you can get me on Instagram. All my links and uh, information are there at Steve underscore Untangled. And thank you all for listening, and we hope to Thanks, see guys. you guys see next you on the next time. one. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you.